Alrighty, everyone, welcome back. This is Tavis Killian with Rare Petro, bringing you another very merry episode of Monday Madness on Tuesday, December 27th. I hope you all had a fun Christmas and got to spend it with folks that you care about. Did you get anything cool? I'm pretty stoked on the new lava lamp I got. Should dress up the home office quite nicely. This is one of the weirdest professional weeks of the year, as some people are just taking a long vacation, linking up Christmas to the new year. Some stay local for the holidays, so they don't have to dip into their PTO, or you're like me, and you just take one weird random trip away for New Year in the middle of the week. It's a strange segment of time where the gears almost grind to a halt professionally. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy the holidays, but I once heard someone describe the week between Christmas and the New Year as, pardon my French here, the taint of the holidays, and it just feels apt. But you didn't come here to listen to me use mildly obscene language to describe the most wonderful time of the year. You came to listen to the biggest news stories and most revealing statistics regarding the energy industry, so let's get to it. Now, for commodity prices. Everyone was ready for oil to fall lower and lower in price as they got comfortable with the cheaper energy and gasoline. Unfortunately for the consumer, the global situation regarding energy has not really changed and inventories are still low. All it took was a threat from Russia to send those prices right back up. If you haven't heard, Russia was gearing up to respond to the G7 price cap by reducing output by at least half a million barrels per day. This added a bullish sentiment to energy and pulled the price of oil back up from the $75 it had settled at through last week. As of right now, the price is at an even $81 per barrel for WTI, and I think it may just go higher. As I write this script, News was just broken that Russia just announced a formal decree to ban the sale of its energy resources to those adhering to the price cap. It is to officially go into place from February 1st of next year to July of next year, which buys Europe just about a month to figure out what they want to do. What a crazy game of chess politics to watch. That doesn't mean the benefits are exclusive to WTI. Even Brent is on the up and up as it sits at $85.50. Surprisingly, natural gas seems to be hell-bent on decreasing in price. Most speculate that the warmer-than-anticipated weather that should greet us next year is one of the primary factors, though I would wager it probably has more to do with the ability, or lack thereof, of the U.S. to deliver natural gas resources to the rest of the world that really needs it. Looking at you, Europe. In short, oil up and gas down to about $5 flat. Next up is the rig count. The most recent report shows that we are up three rigs in the U.S., bringing us to a total of 779 rigs, which is 193 more rigs than we had this time last year. Basin by basin, the Permian finds some air under its wings as it is up two rigs. Same goes for the Granite Wash. Otherwise, the Mississippian and Williston gained one each. On the negative side, we have the Canna Woodford and DJ Niobrara with one fewer rig each. From a state perspective, this puts Texas up big with seven new rigs and North Dakota with two rigs. Wyoming lost one rig and New Mexico lost four. Last week, the Gulf of Mexico lost a few rigs and that situation remains as it holds steady at about 15. The types of hole being made from these new rigs are primarily horizontal and targeting oil. Nothing too out of the ordinary this week, but I don't recall seeing such a big week-over-week change in Texas especially after the cold that swept through there last week. So I would chalk this up to a good report. Our last statistic to visit, of course, is the inventory report. 
The Nick Turns are on vacation through next week or so, so this last one was written by yours truly. If you didn't get a chance to read it, what are you waiting for? Visit www.rarepetro.com to find it along with a ton of other great content. Here's the bare bones information in case you missed it. After last week's massive build, it is refreshing to see a 5.9 million barrel drawdown from the EIA's data. They predicted a meager 1.7 million barrel draw, so it looks like Christmas came early for them. The API had a much more bleak prediction with an essentially stagnant week. I mean, you can't really blame them after what we saw the week before, but even they were able to report a 3 million barrel drawdown. The Christmas season has often been a time of super volatile inventory changes, so keep your socks on through at least the first half of January. As you might imagine, the SPR continued to release some oil into markets. Another 3.6 million barrels were released. This leaves it at levels we haven't seen since around Christmas time of 1983. The Biden administration has now announced plans to begin refilling the SPR now that oil prices are back in the 70s. But if that price continues to rise, the whole program will have been executed at a loss because I believe the average price was somewhere between $90 and $95 per barrel, and we're already back to $80. This new draw leaves the U.S. still below the domestic crude inventory historical five-year average, but we are already there to begin with. Should things continue like this, we may spend the early part of next year far below what we may have come to expect. Folks across the country continue to rejoice as the U.S. enters historically normal, well, relative to the last five years, levels of gasoline supply. The marginal increases in supply are accompanied by dramatic falls in gas prices. The national average now sits at about 3101, which is a decrease of about 9 cents from last week. Hawaiians are close to paying less than $5 per gallon as the average falls to 5096 per gallon, but they are still above the national average by quite a bit. It's no surprise that Texas has the cheapest gasoline right now at about 2616 per gallon. Distillate inventories are still a little lackluster as of late, but propane inventories continue to exceed expectations. Neither of these commodities is too far away from average given the current time frames, but everything could change at the drop of a hat. Now, of course, you wouldn't be so worried about propane and distillates, more gasoline and crude, but again, the sentiment stands, we still are in volatile times. So there you have it, folks. Recovering oil prices, a positive rig count, and historically low inventory levels in many places. Might make 2023 the year of high energy prices, though 2022 did put up a good record. Let's move on to some news. Japan is making energy decisions that are rather refreshing to hear about. After receiving much of its gas energy from Russia, the country has decided to dust off the old pen and sign some new long-term agreements to buy LNG from both the United States and Oman as it attempts to achieve energy security through sourcing diversity. Gas firm Inpex Corporation signed a 20-year agreement with U.S. supplier Venture Global LNG for the purchase of 1 million tons per annum. Other energy infrastructure companies are working to sign deals with Oman to buy around 2 million tons annually. This is a good deal for Japan and its power industries. They didn't have the same energy resources. Well, I should say they still don't have the energy resources on their continent that the rest of the world does. Sure, they're starting to change the way they view nuclear power generation since that didn't go down so well after the Fukushima disaster, but natural gas will also have to work to fill in the gaps in supply. I commend Japan for making this move. 
It seems like it is all too common to hear about countries making harebrained energy policy decisions, so it's refreshing to see Japan pursue an option that not only achieves a bit of diversity in supply, but stimulates a little bit of competition down the road. Great job, Japan, for looking past the identity politics and making a decision that actually benefits them as a country and their people. Next, we have word from Russia. Alexander Novak, the deputy prime minister, was recently quoted as saying, quote, The European market remains relevant as the gas shortage persists and we have every opportunity to resume supplies. For example, the Yamal Europe pipeline, which is stopped for political reasons, remains unused, end quote. This plays nicely into Russia's move of not selling to anyone who engages with the price cap. They're simply saying that they want the free market to dictate the price. As long as that happens and people are willing to receive energy, they are willing to play ball. It's not as if Europe isn't consuming Russian energy. As a matter of fact, it seems like they are gambling on this conflict with Ukraine being over sometime next year. While all the hubbub went around on price caps, trading restrictions, and sanctions, and which would be implemented, Europe was absolutely hogging all of the gas that they could. In fact, the bloc's imports of LNG from Russia jumped 41% year over year. Of course, when you ask why this is the case, anyone in the EU will tell you that this has helped keep European energy prices in check. Contradictions all across the board. 2023 is going to be an interesting year, especially when February hits and Russia decides it will not sell to people engaged with this price cap. Folks, that wraps up another year of Monday Madness. I know it got a little spotty in recent months, but you can always count on Rare Petro to deliver content. We have a large team working here, including myself with Monday Madness, Anthony with the Wacky World of Energy, Kevin with Basin Breakdown, and the Nick Turns with their written periodicals. There's always something to learn, and we thank you for another full year of learning and growth. You can always continue on www.rarepetro.com or simply just follow this podcast where you get a lot of the audio and video segments. This has been Tavis Killian with Rare Petro. Until we see you next time, take care, everybody. 